Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, everybody. I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Ben Holderness. Oh, my goodness. It's the Holderness Family Podcast, and the sun is going down in our house, which is... Wow, that was so much energy. You know... I had a little extra caffeine this afternoon. You noticed that I had like I was lacking energy from this afternoon, so I've got it back. Yes, uh, it is. It's past five thirty. You guys, you guys, I just unsnapped my bra. But at the at the time of the recording, this is gonna maybe there maybe you're listening in the morning. In that case, you know what you can unsnap snap your bra too. You can just do whatever you want. I think Kim's trying to invite all of you to just, unsnap your bra with her right now. And for guys, I guess, just unbutton your pants. Oh, okay. That's kind of the same thing for us. It's like just, you know, no, like unbuttoning the button. We in also your pants. have pants. Well, I'm trying to go for something that re- relates. Re- lo- anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry we don't have a bra. <laughs> Very. So, guys, we are we're reaching the end of January. January, would you say that January for it's you is January a- 97th? <laughs> you mean right it's now. just been so long? Yeah, so long. It's, it's January 123rd. I wanted to just bring that up because I know that you started January feeling like you didn't really have a North Star direction. And we talked about that in the yeah. podcast. Are you feeling better? You know what I need to do? Every January, I should do it right now. I should go into my Google Calendar and write on every single day in January a reminder that says, you do this every year. (laughs) You don't know what you're doing. You start to panic and it's going to be okay. And I just need to write myself a reminder that every single day I do this every January. I freak out every January and have a little bit of a internal... And very external here, obviously, because there's a microphone in front of me. Well, also, but I mean, you and I talk life about crisis. it. I, I certainly feel it fr- from you. And uh, I and I and this leads into what we're talking about today. Is that the headline is "It's okay to not know what you're doing"? I had to be reminded of this that most of the things we have undertaken in our life, we've never quite known 
what we were doing. Like we weren't an expert in anything, but that's what happens with pioneers. Pioneers. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to call myself a pioneer, but people who try new things, who try to be the first at something, uh, or at least if not the first at something on the cutting edge of something, by definition, are not going to know what they're doing. I would even just say in parenting. Sure. I would say yeah. in a relationship. Uh, and this this discussion, all of this happened because we got the most amazing voicemail. Uh, this is from Carla and her daughter, Maddie. Um, what was the first thing going through your minds when you made the game? Hi, we just played your game Family Face-Off. This is Carla. <laughs> that was my daughter, Maddie, and I'm here with my sister, Emily, too, and we loved you on The Amazing Race, and we we played your game, and now we're all really slap happy and laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that's about the nicest uh, voicemail that you can... slap happy. Yeah, slap happy is, is where the, we all want to be. That is the... Isn't that the best emotion? Slap happy? When just, like, everything seems funny. And what happened... And it happens in our house is is a as a child does something impulsive but adorable. Yes. Which is how that Game voicemail just, started. Yeah. She just shouted her mother called us and she just the daughter just shouted out the question. Yes. And that made everyone laugh. And I think the game made them so, laugh so thank you for that. The game is also will make you slap happy because you're going to do something really silly and it's it's going to make people laugh. Anyway, it's my favorite. So we started talking because she asked the sweetest question. What was going through your mind when you made the game? Yeah. We wanted to have slap happy moments with our kids, but we didn't know how to create a game. Our first version of the game was in 2015, I believe. And we did a Kickstarter campaign and it was a board game with a board. It was beautiful. We had a, a local artist who's Paul Friedrich, who's so talented, designed the board and the characters and there were cards and boxes. And it was so expensive to make, even more expensive to ship. And we, but it was still a really fun game. And the thing is, we made no money on it. Like our first round of printing. I think it probably cost us money. Well, um, I mean, g going back to what you said, we didn't know. We didn't know what, what we, we were doing. doing. Oh, we knew that we... We wanted to be slap happy. We, we knew we wanted to have fun and we wanted it to be full of whimsy. But all of those things that you mentioned, like getting a, a good whimsical artist like that, we are pretty good at figuring out those things. That's kind of what we do when we produce videos. We find good people that can help us out. But when you go from making something that is either an audio or visual element and editing it, which we're very good at, to actually making something that you can touch, we really didn't know we used way too much weight and oh size gosh. it was and paper like, on this thing. i mean it was like 24 pounds i'm exaggerating but the shipping cost of that thing it was hilarious yeah. and so we it ate into any sort of alleged pro i mean there was no profit on no. that and thing and that is the reason why uh there was one printing there was one printing. it was a kickstarter thanks to everyone who did it and that was it for that yes. one and then Honestly, we had a couple big board game companies that names you would recognize. You see them in the aisles that reached out to us and they'd be like, hey, we want to license this game. And we're like, oh, we'd love to be partners with you. We'd love to talk to you. And they'd call us back and say, oh, no, we're not doing that anymore. It needs to be this type of game. We're like, OK. So really, it sat dormant until Sam joined our team and she loves games as well. And we kind of challenged her, like, how would you make this just a card game? 
And for her, it was pretty simple to kind of imagine that. We worked with her on that. And then the fine folks at Skylar Imagination, they did the game that was super famous, uh, the Watch a Mouth, the Mouth Guard game. They reached out to us asking like, hey, have you ever thought about doing a game? And we're like, we have. So in a partnership that was very new to them and we had never partnered with anybody like that, they kind of helped us made it to what it is. And I, I would say that first it took us, I'm saying, I'm using failing, but I don't think it was a huge failure, that first round for us to get it right the second time. So a couple things about what you just said. First of all, yes, we're very happy with the way that it has turned out. By the way, still like nothing is ever perfect. Like we, like, we're tinkerers. So we probably yeah. have looked at it several times and said, hmm, for the next printing, maybe we'll do something a little bit different. Yeah. The other thing that I noticed from what you said, and it's, it's something that I want to talk about more is you don't like to use the word failure. I know. You don't. And, um, and I do. I don't know why. I feel like failure is a part of my DNA and I'm kind of proud of it. Like I like to fail spectacularly sometimes. Yeah. And okay, here's the, I think it's established. I'm very much a perfectionist Mm -hmm. and you are the human golden retriever, but I am the optimist of the two of us. So I will always, even though I'm like the, you know, anxious introvert, I look at that board game, the first round where we lost money, <laughs> you know, people ordered it and we had to like pay to get it to them. I, I look at that as, I, I, I can't look at that as a failure because we learned so much from it. So I, but I do struggle and maybe it's that perfectionist part, but I will say, I think it's okay to not know what you're doing. Of course. Like, I think it's pretty harmful to have that false confidence all the time, you know? And I don't think we, we go into life, we have told our children so many times the most vulnerable thing you can say is, I don't know. Yeah, and it's also, if anyone here is like looking to get a job or meet a, meet a, a, a mate or have like a good friend, it's a very comforting thing to hear when you're on the other side of a conversation because it's hard for that person to say it as well. I, um, I remember, gosh, when we used to work in local news, I had a couple of people actually give me this advice. They said, just fake it till you make it when yeah. you go into local news. And so I did. I tried doing that and it really didn't work out well for me. I think it's harmful. Yeah, it, is, it super is. And people don't say, I don't know enough. Yeah. And so that's we're here in this episode to prove to you how little we know we actually <laughs> know uh, we've got some great examples and i think some stories that that kind of take you through where we are now but at every turn there's something that we really didn't know about um and because you don't know something you learn something and you grow and you get better yeah and i think where we have i'm not going to say we're perfect parents but we are quick to say i don't know I don't know the answer to this. I don't know if this is the right decision I'm making. Mm-hmm. Let's find this out. So I hope that we've instilled that in our kids. But it's mostly been because I am very bad at asking for help. And if people I work with are listening to this, they're like, what? She texts me all the time asking me for like stupid technical advice. I mean, but that's new. I would rather just be super stubborn and Google search something than ask somebody for help on something. Hey, hang in there. We're going to be right back. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or even exhilarating. But one thing's for certain, if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you will gain insights and uncover truths that you can only find in therapy. Get those personal breakthroughs and judgment-free support by signing up for Talkspace. At Talkspace.com, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. There's no need to commute to appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made easy. Talkspace is also affordable and in-network with most major insurers. To celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering every listener of this podcast $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness to get $80 off your first month with code SPACE80 and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash Holderness with code SPACE80. So I, I kind of want to go back to before, if you're okay, to like before we started making these videos. Because yeah, I cannot tell you how many times um, I didn't know what I was doing slash failed. And it, it becomes completely different when you own your own content in your company like we do now versus when you are when you are failing and not knowing what you're doing for somebody else. Yeah. There's a huge difference, right? When Kim was working in New York mm-hmm. for Inside Edition, I got fired from ESPN. Yeah. Or not, it's so funny, they paid me not to work. But yeah, that's they, they just canceled your contract. Right. No, they kept my contract. They oh, just, no, so you got hired by ABC Sports. Yeah. ESPN bought ABC Sports. Well, they cons- they they merged. They merged. The the production company of ABC Sports and the production company of ESPN merged. Had a baby. And then anybody who worked at ABC Sports, they to get hired for a longer term contract, I think you would have had to take a massive pay cut and move to Bristol, Connecticut or something like that. Right. This happened 6 months into a 2-year contract. And so yeah. they had to pay me out the rest of the contract and I was like, "Okay, use me whenever you want to." And they just didn't use me. Yeah. Like I didn't fit the mold of what they wanted to do. Yeah. But I mean, that was That was heartbreaking. That, yeah. The, the story I'm telling is actually not about that. It was what I was trying to do in the meantime. So I Kim, I hired a voiceover coach. I tried to learn how to do voice commercials. I um, made a demo reel. And then I went to audition for this agency called Innovative Artists. I went three times a week at least, sometimes two or three times a day. Mm-hmm. And I auditioned for all of these little commercials. I remember. Sometimes like little TV shows. And I did not know what I was doing. Yeah. But I had to do something. Like otherwise I was just doing laundry and you were like off at work. Yeah. And so I would go and I, it's so crazy. I'd be in elevators with like 
Jessica Walter, like the girl, the woman from Arrested Development, mm-hmm. and the the guy from um, that Mad Men show that with the white hair, like the white hair yeah. head, like Cooper yeah. which, or Sterling, whichever one he was. He like I'd be in. They'd be, hey, what's going on, Penn? They would know me, and they'd be auditioning for the same voice or whatever commercial, and I'd be oh well, I'm c- certainly not getting it here. Right. But I auditioned. I think over the course of eighteen months, for about a hundred voiceover ads and acting jobs. And I got zero. Mm-hmm. I got zero of these jobs. But every time I went, I like I, I got a little bit better and I learned something a little bit new. And it took me out of what it did. It took me 18 months to do this. It took my delivery out of news anchor delivery. Mm-hmm. Y'all news anchor. If you're a news anchor for a long, long time and you start talking like this, when you when they try to put you on camera for something else, Nobody wants to hear you talk like that unless you're doing yeah, a news, a news not, show. It's not normal. So it kind of like what I learned was that I wasn't being natural enough and you I wasn't you weren't being, being yourself or because yeah. that was the only way when I was on camera or when someone turned something on that I knew how to be. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. I've seen other people who have worked in local news and worked in even national news who've tried to start their own channels and and they struggle with that. Like yeah. I've talked to a few of them about it and I've said, you just got to beat that out of yourself and 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 just be yourself. So Kim, I, I knew nothing. I knew nothing. Do you remember the, the shows I was pitching to? Like I was trying to produce shows yeah. and pitch them and I didn't really know what I was doing with that either. Well, but it was super brave that you kept auditioning and you kept pitching shows. I think that, so that's where I know you're very proud to call it a failure and you can call it, it's like a name thing, right? You can call it whatever you want. I, well, the way I remember the story is it was a little panic inducing. I was pregnant and you, you were getting a paycheck, which was amazing, but there was an end date to when that paycheck was coming. Yeah. So like we needed to figure out a job for you. So I, I remember it was really, it was a very anxious time, but without that, we couldn't have this. Right. You know, so like I, I, I can't call any of that a failure, but did we know what we were doing? Absolutely no. not. No, so, so these shows that we put together, one of them was called uh, we made scissor reel sizzle reels one of them was called good sports and it was uh, we we made and ordered online puppets and sang about being a good sport and i tried to pitch it to because it was when our kids were really young i was like it's a sports show for like seven-year-olds and so i took it in that someone introduced me to someone who knew someone who let me go into nickelodeon and sit in their office and say here's my video and i always just really want people to see what I see in these things. And when you're in a pitch meeting, that never happens. Right. And they quickly let me know that I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. They, um, the, the woman was like, she didn't, she was very nice. She didn't say your video is crap, but she said people on right now, people in Nickelodeon at the age of seven are looking for two things. And there were two things. And I, I was like, Oh, maybe like comedy. And maybe they're looking for music. Yeah. Cause I can do both of those. They're like, Nope. We're looking for literacy with animals and we are looking for jungle animation. Yeah, it's, yeah, like, it's, like it's like very specific. Real. Yeah, that's all they're looking for. And I was like, oh, well, I don't check either of those boxes. Yeah. So what I learned from that is that even the biggest network companies like Nickelodeon and probably even the biggest companies in the world have a very focused laser thin thing that they are looking for. Mm hmm. And that makes it tough when you're trying to pitch for somebody. Thank God 
this new platform shows up called YouTube and this new social media called Facebook shows up where you can just do your own thing and it automatically gets produced. Otherwise, I would probably still be trying to get into these rooms and, and pitch these things. And I, I am very thankful and I'm, I'm even thankful for these platforms to give people who aren't trying to make a living off of it a way to express themselves in a way that we didn't have, yeah. you know, and to be able to be themselves. And I think being yourself on these platforms is rewarded more than the plasticky anchor thing. And we had to learn that too. Yeah. You know, I think we are our first videos. We, I don't know, maybe not in our first videos, but there was, there was a time, especially like on Instagram, everything had to look perfect. So I just didn't post on Instagram because I never, I couldn't hmm. be, I couldn't take pictures like that. I couldn't pose like that. I could, it just wasn't. So I, you we mean were, sticking your butt out, looking out at the ocean and then turning your head the other way. Right. <laughs> I couldn't do that. Nor did I didn't want to do that. Right. So we just didn't get on Instagram. Cause I'm like, Oh, these are not my people. And then once I started posting just who we are and then I started finding my people. So Yeah. Do you, um, I mean, we're talking about things that we didn't know what we were doing. It, it is really interesting when you keep working at things that you don't know how to do. And then all of a sudden they become crucial somewhere down the road. Like if you don't know what you're doing, you learn what you're doing. You tell people you don't know what you're doing, but then down the road, you need it. Editing, um, putting a sizzle reel together, making an eight minute video, mm -hmm. writing something to music. Like all of these things weren't normal parts of my daily life or job, but I was in order to try to get something out there. I was learning these things that I didn't know how to do. I'm really have this dumb confidence that I can figure things out. And so that's helped me be too scared to try things. So I think that's another thing as this relates to, actual life and business and parenting and marriaging, I think I have a confidence that I'll figure things out. But I know for a lot of people, that's a lot harder. And it keeps people from trying things. So for as much as I'm a perfectionist, I, I'm, I do start things. But I know if there's, we hear from people all the time that ask for career advice in careers that we don't have. We don't really have, it doesn't really relate. But I just tell them to start and they're so, they can't get past that first step. Well, uh, th and that's where I think if, if there's any word I can make, if you're listening to this and you want to try something and you're feeling like, oh, but I just don't know how it's going to turn out. Nobody knows how it's going to turn out. Right. Nobody knows what they're doing. I mean, every time we press publish, we're, we don't know. I pressed, I, I did a TikTok today about how I've read five books since it's, we're not even at this time of this recording, it's January 26th. Mm -hmm. And I've read five books so far because I've made a promise to myself to sleep with my phone. Away from you. Away from me. Yeah. And I, I wasn't saying it to brag. I was just horrified of how much scrolling I do. I still scroll, still scrolling guys, but just not at night and not so much on the weekends. I would I would just tuck myself in on the weekends and just sit there for a couple hours and reading. So I was like, I don't know if people are gonna think that that's interesting that I'm sharing the books I read. 
And I actually don't know because I hit publish and I have no idea how yeah. to do it. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out later. Yeah. So it's interesting. You were talking about how you start and sometimes aren't sure how to finish. I think you and I fit in pretty well there because I don't really know how to start sometimes, but I'm good at like us as a team. Yeah. I, I'm good at making the sausage once we get started. Like you we really did something, are. we did something today that took the, this is us at our best. Yeah. Kim says, Hey, <laughs> Hey, Penn, we <laughs> should give them a sneak preview of this. Someone says, Hey, Kim says, Hey, Penn, can you write a song about the, like the stupid mental health walks that I have to take every day? Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Which I never would have thought of. Yeah. But a song like immediately jumped into my head. And I'm like, just make, so by the way, this is also Kim. I said, so every day in February, we're going to be posting new uh, music to YouTube shorts. Every day. And TikTok every single day in February. And so that was my idea. I don't write music. So I'm an idea person. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. But yeah, so this was my idea for today as we're pre-recording these. This is one of five songs that we did today. One of five. This is the song that I sing when I'm going on my stupid mental health walk, stupid mental health walk. I know it's gonna help me when I'm going on this stupid mental health walk, stupid mental health walk, girl. See? It's amazing. Oh my God, that is my... It's going to go viral. <laughs> we did that in 15 minutes. I'm, I don't know if it's going to go viral, um, but I started to sing it right away as I was on my stupid mental health walk. Is your favorite part the Eddie Vedder? Yeah. yeah. At the end of it, hopefully. Um, no. So <laughs> I mean, that's, that's an example of, uh, of people collaborating and getting out of a situation like that too, right? Like finding someone who, cause you are a good starter. Yeah. But you are a good doer. I'm a good doer. And also uh, like, look, I'm doing a song every day in February. That's 28 songs. Mm-hmm. 10 of them are going to suck. But, Maybe more. But I'm going to have... Uh, here's the thing. They, they may they may suck in different ways. We should talk about what Neil wrote because this is really important. Okay. Um, so if you guys listen to our podcast a lot, a couple of weeks ago, we had Neil Pasricha on and he is fantastic at not just summing up like what success looks like, but also using alliteration and shapes. Yes. He's like so good at this. So this is from his book, The Happiness Equation. And he has something called the success triangle. And I'm actually going to hand this over. This is on page, the three S's of success. Page 46, because Penn has better lighting than I do <laughs> oh right now. Gosh, it's getting sorry. dark outside. Okay, yeah. This is not normal. Um, okay, so as I said, Neil always has, everything has starts with the same letter and there's always a shape. So this is a triangle of success. Uh, there are three S's of success. He says, I put them in the success triangle. It took me a really long time to figure this out. The first step is actually figuring out what kind of success you want. There is, first S, sales success. It is about, of course, sales. Your book is a commercial hit. Everybody's reading it. Everybody's talking about it. You're on TV. He's talking about writing a book. Uh, You sell hundreds of thousands of millions of copies. Your book becomes an it book. So that is the the S six sales, which is sales. The S of success, which is sales success. Then there is the social success, the other S. Means you are a success among your peers, people you respect. It is a critical success. The industry loves you. The New York Times reviews your book. You're shortlisted for the Man Booker Prize, et cetera, et cetera. Then there is self-success, right? Mm -hmm. It's in your head. It's invisible. Only you know if you have self-success. It means that you achieved what you wanted to achieve for yourself does not matter what anyone else says about it. 
So three different types of success. And his theory is that you don't really ever get all three. You don't get all three. And so that's the part um, I'm a little competitive. So when I, he he was like, you can have two, you could definitely have two, but you, you're not going to have three. And I'm competitive and I'm like, nah, I'm going to get all three, but no, you don't. Usually it's so funny because you, you ask yourself like, oh my gosh, the commercial and the social success, I don't know why, but when I get those two, it kind of counts, it cancels the self out a little bit because, because you, it, it's not just your, the self success is not just like your little in my head, like I love this. It just, it belongs to it's someone so, else. It's so validating to get that attention from other people. It is. So it, do you prioritize, here's a question. So that's why I have trouble calling some of these things a failure. And we have a list of videos that did not do well, but yet we loved. And I can go put my head in the pillow and feel very proud of, like we did this Christmas vacation, the musical. I loved it. It was not a, it was not a- Sales success. Sales success. And by sales, I mean like not a lot of people watched it because it was different than what we normally do. It was just so, I mean, I think people socially liked it. Right, sales is just numbers. Yeah, so numbers, but the people who did watch it liked it. But I loved it. And so that, of course, you'd want like a dump truck of money to come. But that's just not how it works in our world anyway. But I loved that. But you're saying you would rather have a video that goes, so your stupid mental health walk thing goes super viral and people love it. And so you'd rather have that than something you loved and adored and poured your heart into? I'm saying that there's things that I want and there's things that I need Mm. in this situation. I need to have a very high percentage of sales successes in the things I put out in the world or else I have a different job. That's just the truth of it. Yeah. Um, Don't we all? The social successes are great. Those are my favorites. So it's so funny. And just this is exactly it's dude's faults. Okay. If you're a guy listening to this podcast, I'm just going to put you on blast here. (laughs) I'll put a video out that, um, that is more headed toward the male gender sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I don't always want to do that because a lot of the platforms that we have, they have something called a share button Mm -hmm. and men don't share not as much in our experience, not as much. They don't. But what they do is they text me. So that's how they share. They like reach out directly to me. Like I'll have friends from Australia. It's happened with the, um, the Griswold video. Simon, I think texted me. was like, that was really funny. Lives in Australia. Look, it made it all the way out there. Got you know my uh, uh, my friend from New York who writes musicals texts me and tells me you did a great job, and I knew at that moment that it was not going to be a sales success because <laughs> men don't engage on Facebook and that's how the video gets shared. Yeah. But they but they did text me, which means a lot to me. So when yeah, so when that happens, I know that's going to be a when self you, and a social. It's, it is funny. He'll start to get texts in from a guy, his guy friends. Like, this he's is like, going to bomb on he's Facebook. He's like. Or or YouTube it, <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Um, well, YouTube doesn't share, so that one's fine. Well, you can share a link to yeah. the Twitter machine or right, but it, yeah. but it doesn't. It's not driven by that button, right? So, but yeah, it, uh, that, so, that, so that's so the. Do you want to give work. them the next example of uh, a YouTube short they're going to hear in February that is an example of a, a more male leaning video? Because he he played it for me today, and I said I don't like it. 
But we're going to put it out are there. Are we talking about the one about kale? Or are the we talking about, about the boys to men parody? Yeah, the, the toilet one. Yeah, yeah. so this is, this is just um, a song about how men at my age... Can you talk about this? Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, it, 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 like, it's just getting harder and harder to get off the toilet to the point that I will occasionally pull down a towel rack or two that's nearby because I'm using it to leverage me up. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Standing up is getting tough. The closer I get to 50, I use my arms as a pendulum to get momentum. And I will make a loud groan when I get up off the throne. My knees are wet. So you're welcome. So that's a preview. So podcast <laughs> listeners get a special sneak pre, uh, yep. preview to what we're doing in February, um, which is in like two days. He pushed play on that and he wrote it and he sang it and he recorded it. And I, I'm such a B. I was like, I, I don't like it. <laughs> and he's like, not everything is for it's this. The dudes will like this. The dudes will like this. I'm sorry. What did I sound like? The dudes. Did I sound like, like an 18 year old like no. high school? You, you said, person? listen, the, the men are gonna like this. I was like, okay. Well, what I'm, I'll be honest with you. What I'm trying to do is express some male sentiments yes. in our content. Yes. And I think if you were to look through most of our content, it's very, it's very feminine. Well, because I say things like write a song about this and then so it comes through as my point of view it's also because of the share button <laughs> let's be honest like that has that has well to, what would you want to write a song on about? i did i wanted to write about making it hard to stand up off the toilet <laughs> it's difficult is there something that's probably okay so then if so here's where i get back up if you guys welcome to our marriage so if somebody is going to share that they are now admitting that they have problems standing up off the toilet so i think that fi- that becomes infinitely less shareable because people are not going to want to share the fact that they have trouble standing up off the toilet by the way you just played three hours of frisbee f- what's it called frisbee ultimate ultimate fris whatever it is and two hours of tennis like you you ran around for five hours yeah it was really hard to get off the toilet Big, but not because you're old but because mm. you were so active I, I can i can have not done anything and it's still i'm just okay telling you. but i just feel like if people i believe people share things when it makes them feel something whether they're touched or it's it's funny right. and so maybe this is funny enough for people to share We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. You guys. I, again, I have no problem. Like, this is going to be a self- We're going to report back. This one's going to be a self-success, and I'm going to get text <laughs> messages from my buddies, and it's going to get eight views on our on our channels. Oh, my God. And I'm okay with that. But So, okay, you're okay with that success. Okay. Yeah, I am. Like, every once in a while, you, but you can't do it all the time. Like, you've got to- No, and I don't think we do. Like, sometimes we put, we put out plenty of videos where we're like, this is so- we think it's so funny, but we know that there were so many inside jokes into it 
the creating of it. We just did something. Uh, That's when you get into trouble. Yeah. Is, is the inside jokes. The inside jokes. <clears throat> when you assume that people know what you're talking about. Like, thank you for those of you who watch all of our videos and see all of our content. It's good to have those inside jokes as like Easter eggs to put into it. But if the whole thing is centered around an inside joke, that can be tough. Yeah. Right? Okay. So I will say we never had a business plan going in here. We've also, I think just, it's a small operation. So it, we've, ne we've never felt like we needed a business plan. I don't think that's recommended with an actual real business. You mean not having a business plan? Right. Um, You're not saying you shouldn't have a business plan. No, I'm saying you should have a business plan. Um, so that's, that's one of those things where we, when we say like, we don't know what you're doing. Um, maybe you should have a business plan, but. But also when, when you do fail and if you don't ever fail, I don't know what to say. You're not, you're not challenging yourself enough maybe, but when you do fail, Say you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Say that's my bad. Like I, I didn't know what I, what I'm, what I'm doing. I'm going to share. Um, I hope PC is okay with me sharing this. I'll ask him, and if he, and if he's uh, opposed to this, we can just edit it out. But um, he plays for his middle school basketball team, and they were down by down by three, and there was a few seconds left on the clock, and it was a pretty contentious game. I mean. You guys, it was middle school basketball, but the fans in the stands were cheering, chanting, overrated, like to our kids, as if our 12-year-olds yeah. were rated. I in just some was way. thrilled. I'm I like, was oh, like, oh, you think we're rated? We're rated. They were horrible. Anyway, um, so they're getting chanted at, but they're down by three, by the way. So the overrated is questionable. So a few seconds left, they pass this sweet kid. He passes it to my son to take the last shot he takes the shot and he misses and the buzzer rings and right away you see, like you see his head just kind of falls and the other team is chanting overrated and starts screaming and then our team is kind of like sulks off but right away it gives me goosebumps to even think about it one of his teammates came and put his arm around him and lifted his chin up and patted him on the back and the teammate who passed the ball to him said, I didn't feel good about taking the shot. And I looked for some, I passed it to you because I knew you'd be brave enough to take the shot. And that to me, I mean, yes, of course it would have been great. I'm sure he would have loved to have made that shot, but just having that connections around that and giving an opportunity for, for his friends to lift him up like that, what he learned from that, I guess you could call it a failure. I mean, if, um, was, God, that was so important. It was like one of the coolest things to witness in my parenting journey so far that I wasn't the one trying to make him feel better. His friends did that and they did it so well. I was so proud of yeah. them. I'm going to take it one bit further about mm -hmm. a reason why I'm proud of PC. And I think he, I think he'll let us talk about this, but the next day he was like, Hey, can we go practice last shots? Yeah. We, so the two things that we realized, number one, he realized immediately was the shot that he took. Like we didn't have a place in our driveway that, that that's that far away because <laughs> yeah. it's such a narrow driveway. We don't have like a bougie driveway where you can paint an entire three point line on it. <laughs> Who does by the way? S people, <laughs> folks, 
folks. Folks definitely have it. We do not. Yeah. Um, and so we went and found a place that had like a an know, actual three point line. Three point line. And uh, and he was like, Dad, I I didn't know how to take this shot. He's like, I practice it sometime at school, but I almost never shoot it over here. I practice all the time in these places, but not there. And I think just that admission um, yeah. th- that he didn't know and he wanted to learn was, I thought that was pretty cool. And we sat out there for like, I don't know, uh, took about 200 shots from like all these different places. And he didn't make them all, but he kept shooting. But you can't like, you don't ever make your first game winning shot. No one does. If you do, let me know about it. Because most people like you, you miss like your first four of those. It's very, it's the hardest shot to make. The game winning shot. Yes, it's it's not easier than making one in the middle of the game. It's harder. But just having the guts. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, I don't. I mean, I'm in my 40s, and I feel like I've been put in situations where I've had to pretend to be brave, but I'm not brave enough to take that shot. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and I am proud of him for admitting he didn't know what he was doing. I yeah. think that's how we get better, right? Like we don't know what we're doing. We don't. But I do. You know what I do know? What. I love this podcast. I love the people who listen to it. And I love the people who listen to it at the end. We did that uh, podcast with Neil, Neil Pastoricha. And at the end, he gave his personal email address. And so many people emailed him. Yeah, I know. He kept sending us screenshots. I was like, thank God I didn't give him your cell number or your social security <laughs> number, which I was jokingly going to give him. Not that we know his social security yeah. number. Well, I love you guys for listening. Yeah, thank you. We, we, are, are, we've reached the, the terminal point of we're not going to do my, my exercise. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Okay. We don't yes. have to. No, let's do this. So, I, I just haven't prepared. But yes. Let's <laughs> you've had all day. No, I, well, I've been busy today. Okay. Okay. I'm going to think. Okay, you go. You go. And then I'm going to think of stuff. Okay. We could do it next week. No, no, no. no. Let's, okay. do it, let's do it. Let's do it. I wanted to do a celebrity power rankings. This is like a very podcasty thing to do, but what what it is for me is it's I want I want you guys to know the people out there who you might be familiar with who are bringing me particular joy right now. Okay. And maybe you feel the same way. So this is an exercise you can do with your loved ones. Also, I think Kim's going to learn about me. Oh, these are people that are bringing you joy and here's why. Yeah. So what I was going to do is we were going to like Go back and forth, but you want me to just do all no, of them? No, no, you do one and then I'll do something. I'm writing people down right now. Okay. And I've, these are just people who bring you joy, not the people, because like if people do this, like if they want to sleep with people, this is just people. You, no, you'll quickly know that that's not what I'm doing here. Okay. This is just people bringing you these joy. These are people bringing me joy. Okay. Number 10, mm-hmm. Daniel Thrasher. Do you guys know who Daniel Thrasher is? He's on YouTube. Right. So he's he is basically what feels like an echo of what I was as a child if we had enhanced my echo with more talent and like just a better sense of humor. He's this kid. I don't actually don't know how old he was, but when I started following him, he's this kid who just sits in a room with a, an electric piano and plays songs. Mm-hmm. And he does skits surrounding songs. He does really funny observations about how like as a musician, sometimes you think you're writing a song and then it ends up being somebody else's song. Yeah. He has an alter ego that's his piano instructor and it's this like back and forth, which by the way, inspired us a couple of years ago the first time we did a back and forth with with each other for the Rona skit. Oh yeah. That was Daniel Thrasher's like that was his idea. Like me talking to me. Yeah. yeah. The reason right now he's back on my power rankings list is because Penn Charles is getting really into him. Yeah. Oh, and that's so great. it's like made its that. way back to me. So that's why power rankings are about what's what's working for you right now. Okay. Right now. Um do you want to do your number 10? Oh oh is that that's a 10? Yeah. Oh. Should I go faster? Crap. No. Um hold on. I Do you have 5? Uh, yes. Okay, so never mind. Daniel Thrasher's outside looking in. I'll do five OLIs. I've got Daniel Thrasher. I've got the recorder playing girl on TikTok. 
You don't know her name. I don't know her name. Just got to look her up. Just look up Recorder Playing Girl on TikTok. She's amazing. Okay. I've got Michael Schur, and we'll talk more about I him later. I have him on my but five. Then you can forget that. These are my OLIs. I've got Coco Goff. She uh, she lost in the Australian Open, but she's like growing up before my eyes, and she looks amazing. And uh, number six, uh, I'll do Michael Easter, um, who is the writer of The Comfort Crisis. Okay. All right. So now we'll we'll get to we'll get to top five. Okay. All right. Who's your number five? You're gonna love this. Okay. I'm gonna say it's a tie between Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney. Is that McElhenney? Is that McElhenney? Yeah, I'm totally fine with that. In fact, so, I've got one of those very high up in my rankings. So because. I am trying to do the thing where I'm trying to show interest in things that my husband's interested in because he does a good job of becoming interested in things that I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. And there's a show called Welcome to Wrexham. And it's just this, you, I thought it would be a real life Ted Lasso where these Ameri they bought a, um, a football club in Wales. Wales. Yep. And I just watched two seasons of it. And I just, I binged two seasons. Just one season. There's two. It's one season of television that okay. covers two seasons of soccer. I don't know. There's a lot of them. Yeah. There's a lot of shows. <laughs> You're fine. And I watched it and it was so charming and lovely. They're not in every episode, but I just fell in love with the town to the point. I'm like, I want to travel there and go watch a match. Okay. Love it. Um, well, you'll hear one of those names from me as well. Uh, so number five on my power ratings right now, rankings right now is Sia. Oh. So I went down this crazy rabbit hole because I realized that Rihanna was going to be doing the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And so I was looking up like, what songs do you think she's going to do? And then, so I was going through it on Apple music and diamond came up and I'm like, that is the biggest banger of a song. Mm -hmm. And, but it sounded like Sia was singing it. Mm -hmm. And so I looked up the story and so Sia has written about a hundred songs incredibly popular songs that have been billboard top 100 songs mm -hmm. and she sends scratch tracks to the artists and then they sing over top of it and rihanna sounded so much like sia because she was trying to match her energy and it really sounded like she was singing the song and then i went and listened to all her music she's just really good mm -hmm. she's like she's one of my favorite singers yeah and artists yeah she's okay uh that brings me to musician friend of ours new friend of ours yeah new was in the last year alex lacamoire oh he's on your he's on your celebrity power ranking he's a, okay, yeah okay so he was the musical director for this show you may have heard of it i don't know if you've heard of it um hamilton i don't know if you've heard of it um and now he's taking on the musical direction of sweeney todd and we're gonna go see it maybe we need to we need to throw out some dates i think we we're do. gonna go in march anyway he is he is so so he's a, he's a celebrity in this in this Broadway world, but he's become a friend. We've done you know zooms with um, him and his wife Ileana. Um, the joy he is so joyful, and he's so like so kind that every message he sends, everything he posts, he's just so kind and incredibly creative and talented. So yes, I'm in awe of what he does. Wonderful. Um, now you're making me look bad because I didn't say his name. Um, yeah, but I'm a better friend than he is. <laughs> uh, number four for me, you guys are going to have to Google this person. His name is Bukayo Saka. B-U-K-A-Y-O-S-A-K-A. -A he is the best player on Arsenal's soccer team. Two years ago, he uh, missed the penalty kick. This is apropos for this podcast. That kicked... England out of the finals of the Euros, which is like the second biggest tournament behind the World Cup. Mm -hmm. England lost. Saka missed the penalty kick. He was subject to multiple racist 
comments and mm. death threats because oh, he is gosh. a person of color. Um, he never, ever, ever let it get to him. Oh. He got unbelievable support from most of the British community mm-hmm. as well as his team. He is now the number one player on the number one team in the Premier League. He just turned 21. And transfer market, which rates like the value of I'm players. Start, my eyes are starting yeah. to close. So yeah, so I'm 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 I'm, keeping, I'm sorry. You go for it. Is transfer it because you're tired? No, I just I uh, that there's a lot of soccer stuff. Okay, sorry. Say it again. Transfer market. I'm done. No. I didn't mean to make your eyes close. No, no, no. So say it. So he's wait. like worth over a hundred million dollars. <gasps> good for he's, him. He's an incredibly talented guy. Oh, good. There was a lot of soccer words there. <laughs> Sorry, babe. Um, uh, my next one, uh, Octavia Spencer. So she was in Spirited with Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, somebody right? That was a good movie, but the next one you mentioned is a terrible okay. movie. Okay, so I, I'll also jump ahead. So my my the next one, I'll just do my two in a row. Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer are on my. They're two and three. Are two and three. Why? Because we watched. This, <laughs> I love them. So Melissa, so Octavia Spencer, <laughs> uh, she's always been on our radar, so talented. But then when she was in Spirited, I was like, oh, okay. So this is a different side of her. And then she did a movie called Thunder Force. It's so bad. No, Kim. with with Melissa McCarthy, <laughs> who is my favorite writer and I think what between Tina Fey, Amy Poehler and Melissa McCarthy, like writer performers. Same. I love, and I love Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. No, I will listen to anything. And so, and then Jason Bateman was in it. I'm not going to call it bad. It was unexpected to have Oscar winners and like award winners and really highly celebrated actors in a movie that was so weird, but it, I, it brought me joy how weird it was, but it was so weird. Okay. Yes. Like the Jason Bateman had like claw hands and she was putting old Bay on them yeah. as they were making out. I mean, it was so maybe we're too old to get it. Maybe. Um, but our kids but also, our kids also <laughs> said it was terrible, but it brought me so much joy. <laughs> well, good. Uh, okay. that, so that to me seemed like a sympathy ranking for no, that. I but just that's love okay. those women. I love them. Uh, who's oh three for me. Um, I went like, I'm look at me Louieing this one. Um, and I've been told that I'm allowed to at least talk about this, uh, is a guy named, uh, Josh Caseta, uh, who is an astronaut currently orbiting you on the ISS. Oh yeah. Um, and he is in my celebrity power rankings. Two reasons. Number one, uh, astronauts need more celebrity. They're yes. floating above Earth. No one else is doing it. It's really cool. Very cool. Um, number two, I don't know what he's going to do when he comes back from space, but he's really interesting. Yeah. Um, I actually got a chance to do a video chat with him. Are you allowed to tell me? Yes, I am. They said I'm allowed to say that I had a chat with okay. Josh. Okay. Um, I, not to quote him or anything like that, but he, w- uh, he was incredibly entertaining and showed me, and I read a ton of books about space. Right. I read books about space. I watch movies about space. I do documentaries about space. I'm fascinated with space. I'll never be able to go to space because I have vertigo. Right. But, uh, but Josh explained the station and what he was doing in a way that I'd never heard from a documentary in a very engaging way. If he wanted to just like start his own thing, mm-hmm. he would get a gajillion followers and views. But I think he's really interested in, you know, 
fixing stuff in the space station, <laughs> fixing the telescope and all those things. So he's got a much more important job. Uh, and then my number two uh, is, you mentioned her a minute ago, is Tina Fey. I'm going back to like, the, I, I go to sleep, like I'll read a book and then I'll listen to a 30 Rock episode and it puts me to sleep every night. I never finish the entire one. Um, it's the best writing that any sitcom has ever had. And she spearheaded that. And she, I just love her. And she's funny. She's so amazing. Yep. Yeah. Um, and she went to UVA. And she went to UVA. Yep. Okay. My number one, Dolly Parton. I purposefully put at the end of mine, Kim is going to put Dolly Parton at number one. So I'm not going to rank her. You did not. Yes, I did. It's right here. I'll show it to you. Seriously? Yep. No, it's like, I, I, it's fine. Like I, no, no, no. That's really wanna, sweet. I that's didn't want to take her from you. That's really she's yours, sweet. But I love Dolly Parton. I, uh, she is so prolific. She does not have to be as generous as she is, Yeah. but that I just recently heard a story about how, cause her, you know, she has this library that sends a book to every kid under the age. I mean, I'm, I'm going to get it wrong. And then she found there was a girl who's blind and they found ways to give her books in Braille. And I mean, it's one of those things that she could be a billionaire. Maybe she is a billionaire. I don't know. But she's just a regular old like multi, multi, multi millionaire because she gives so much of it away and she's still so prolific. She doesn't have to be. She's still so prolific and creative and it just is such a, she's such a badass. I love her so much. Yeah. And she was in the Orville. Yeah. They wrote her into the Orville in the I love that. second season. Uh, number one, Rob McElhenney. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I, so that, that was a no brainer just because again, this is what's going across my radar right now. Uh-huh. And just like you, I finished watching Wrexham mm-hmm. and just like you, I just finished watching Mythic Quest. That's right. It's so it's like you. the two shows I just got done watching and it's no coincidence because I found out that I liked him from the from the Wrexham show and then I watched what he produced and uh, Mythic Quest is really, really smart show. Yeah. Also, he, um, I know you put him and Ryan Reynolds on your list. I know Ryan Reynolds is dreamy and adorable and he's a liquor adorable. baron and he's a billionaire and all that stuff. He's very charming and everyone loves him. But McElhinney's running that team. He's running. Yeah, I mean, no, yeah. they. I think they kind of say that he's probably more involved. Yeah. Well, good. Maybe you'll get to meet him one day. Maybe we'll go see a game. Yeah, they go to like one game a year. <laughs> we'll just have to find out when that is, and I'm sure we'll just get invited up to the <laughs> box. Is there a box? <laughs> you saw the uh, like when they were in that town, they had to like shut down every street that they so were walking down. Well, yeah. think about it. Not only are they celebrities. But they, I, do you, I, don't, I don't know if you knew this, but I've been like looking up some information beyond what happened in the documentary. The king of England came to visit Wrexham because the, um, the economic windfall and improvement of infrastructure that they've had from buying the team, Wrexham is no longer a town. It's a city. There's, oh, they, there's, they upgraded it. Got there's, an yeah, there's fewer than 10 cities in all of Wales. And uh-huh. Wrexham is now one. And it's largely being attributed to the growth in the last few years. I love That's that. That's bonkers. I love that. Yeah, it's really cool. Okay, cool. Well, I, thanks I a little for... Right there, sorry. Yeah, no, no, I love it. So guys, I would also love to hear... You can DM us. You can... Uh, DM, I don't know yeah, slide into our DMs. Slide into our DMs. Tell me who's your celebrity power rankings. And tell us what books you're reading. So, because I've been reading a lot of books lately. And what books are you reading? I love to buy books. You sure do. I do. We will never run out of firewood. Hey, we would never house. burn them. I mean, like if something really serious happened. I mean, if something really serious happens, then we got a whole new. We, set we got of some guitars we can burn. Too. I know we have guitars back here. We can burn before we burn the books. <laughs> we have some kids art projects. We can burn. <laughs> 
Lola would be so mad. I'm kidding. Are you? Uh, I am. She's such a good little artist, though. Um, okay. okay, that was a lot. Okay. Thank you for the celebrity power rankings. I feel like we should update these every yeah. month. I love it. Or so. Or so. I love it. Bye. 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 Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.